Okay, it worked. Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is, uh, well, now into Tuesday, December 20th, 2022, uh, at least for me anyway. And tonight, I'm having a uh, discussion of the paranormal with a good friend of the show, uh, Jen Hawkins. Jen, thank you for being here with me. Yes, I'm happy to be here. I hope you're having a good evening and a good afternoon for everybody else or evening wherever you are in the world. Yeah, so we're doing doing something different. I've never done a one-on-one interview without a live chat before. So um, I know I skipped through the usual intro stuff, but this is very much testing it out as we go. But um, Jen had this great idea for a show, and 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 I'm really looking forward to talking about it. So if um, Jen, if you want to go into it, and then we can just uh, see where the conversation goes from there. Yeah, of course. So. What kind of, what had what had got in my mind about it was I was thinking about, you know, considering the afterlife and that we that the life might well it seems to me that it will go on. And I was thinking to myself, you know, how will I what what would I idealize or what would I do in the instance that I found myself still existing after I should pass through the veil in a way. And what might I do? And I was thinking that I would probably haunt. <laughs> I was thinking I would probably want to haunt, but not in the traditional sense, not to bother anyone, but I think I would certainly follow on the outskirts, basically, and um, still watch the world and still participate in a way without uh, attempting to all the while not offend anyone or interfere, <laughs> like unnecessarily. And I was just wondering about what it must be like if you were to find yourself in that position that even though you should pass through the veil, of course, it's possible that, as we've seen, that one should continue on. You know, what kind of personal choices could you, will we have the option to move on? Will we have the option to stay or to, if there was a back and forth, what would it be? And if given the option, what would one choose? And I think I was thinking kind of along those lines and that I would like to stay. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this makes me think of um, in so many cases of paranormal experiences where people just see other people that are just existing in, in places and they're not they're not sad and they're not afraid they're just living life and they seem happy yeah and and this goes for adults and kids um you know there's this idea that's i think partly because of the the entertainment industry the, the hollywood and all that that if you're seeing what you're seeing can't be anything except for a negative evil entity and i i don't think that's always true uh, especially in those cases where that's all that happens is someone you, you see someone that's just out there like you said on the edges and they're just happy and they're just doing their thing and uh nothing else happens i think it would be sort of my interpretation of heavenly really to go anywhere in the realm of the world that we know it and beyond it if we wanted to and and could also still interact or still follow with 
those loved ones or ancestors, but also interacting with those who have passed before us, perhaps on some other level, and could be interacting with them too. I don't mean to be weird, but I'd probably kind of hang around. I think you maybe you can sense um, the, the your your family and where they're at, and can be with them, and could even. Like the idea that I, I would like to still be around to be able to give to find lost items or to um, um, be protective against other stranger entities, and I would like to play a role like that. I think if I were to pass, and that was the circumstance. <laughs> well, of course, I'm going to, but I mean, if I had the choice of what to do, I would choose not to go somewhere into some other world per se i would I, I think it would be another world but i'd want to stay interactive with the world i know for a long time yeah 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 definitely and i think a lot of that idea and maybe i think part of what i don't want to say traps but what makes some spirits do what they do is culture different cultures around the world and these ideas that they have about what what is what does happen or what should happen, and yeah, because you hear people that that have near death experiences that say, "I went to a heaven of some kind, or this place where people in my area are said that say that you're supposed to go. I, I went there, and then I came back." But then you have other stories of people who whether it's near-death experiences or just dreams, they go to places that aren't like these other places, these these historically, historic kind of, in a way, visions or versions of an afterlife. Instead, they go to buildings like with like waiting rooms and or even like outdoor areas that are like parks yeah. that have picnic tables and benches and things. And then they meet a loved one that has passed on there. And it's sort of like a uh, midway or like a, a, a mid middle point, middle ground uh, between the living and then this other level of reality. Yeah. There's the idea, well, uh, like limbo, you know, which is not really a, it's, it means, limbo means kind of like on the edge or on the border, I think, is what it's kind of referencing to the word limbo. In the religious sense, in the doctrine sense of what people have thought, heard about. And I, I think that, I don't know, I would like to, I think I would probably um, be afraid at first for quite a while. But then I think I would want to, once I realized what had happened, if I could realize what had happened, and I think I would realize it pretty quick because... I'm accepting to the idea, and I think then, at that point, I would try to... I think it'd be very difficult to find your equilibrium of up and down, but I think there must be on that realm some of a directive that draws you as a spirit from one place to another based off of what you think about. So I would think that it seems reasonable to think that the spirit, if it does reside 
as it does right now in our in the imagination or in the mind or in the dream state that where you think you go and so i think if you were to think of an individual perhaps a family member the spirit or the ghost would go there immediately to that location and then if they could get their bearings they may be able to even see the individual and see what state they were in but it it brings into a lot of questioning of whether or not and it's a confusing question but whether or not we're even alive right now as we think of it it's a kind of a paradoxical idea but it's conceivable that i don't know it's hard to tell in the dream state or in the spirit realm who is actually existing what's actually existing and so if there's an end in one area we tend to think like if you die in a dream it's all over but it doesn't seem to be the case because of course you wake up but it was just as real when you were in that state of mind of the dream life was just as real you didn't realize you were dreaming you experienced the same uh forebode like the resistance to trying to of course the natural survival instinct even in a dream state and i was just thinking that you know everyone will probably possibly i i don't know we don't know that's the problem but i think i would continue to try to um i'd be one of those who would try to interact continuously with all with this realm especially especially with family members and things like that to stay with them in a way yeah definitely um yeah definitely family members and friends and and um i think i'd probably divide my time between doing that and then just exploring everywhere i mean all the places that we can, we maybe couldn't get to easily in in life due to you know financial or physical limitations or whatever I'd be like I'd be going all over the world checking out all those mysterious places, um, you know, pyramids in Egypt or pyramids anywhere, um, and just checking out all those sites too. So I'd be definitely, but yeah, I'd I'd probably be going back and forth, check on this person, stay with them for a while, you know, um, and then once they seem to be good, head out for a bit, check out this ancient ruin, you know, somewhere, and then go back and check in everybody, see who needs help. If, if, if I can help, then do that. And then just kind of alternate back and forth. That's, I think is what I would do. Yes. I mean, imagine that you can go to any, any corner of the world. You can go to without bound and you can see any sunset. You don't need to sleep unless you want to don't need to you can probably i've heard of eating and not eating so i I think that i think it depends i think that if you still thirsted for life but i think this is different than that thirsting for life and wanting to live again would be akin to like a vampire but i don't think that like in the case of a spirit that is satisfied and they are i think it would be heavenly that you could go where you want to do where you want to go i'm sure there must be rules though i would assume that there must be rules like for example i wouldn't want to uh say for example someone's taking a shower i would not want to be you know i've heard you know 
I've heard of cases of spirits that people are concerned that the spirit can see them anywhere they go or watch them sleep. And I, I don't, I think that there are spirits like that, but I would like to be a spirit, you know, that might be like, I don't know, I kind of a, I think you could, I would like to think you can build power in that realm and, and do something about that, for example, you know, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think your, your everyday kind of, just decent people they're not gonna they're not gonna you know yeah yeah. they're not going to be invading anyone's privacy to that to those levels that's Um, what i think too a lot of times in the haunting cases that um polite people wouldn't haunt the way that some of these spirits do and so i initially think that they might be very negative immediately if they were already causing in cases of hauntings where people are having unpleasant hauntings but the person is a problem individual in some way because they wouldn't be. But there are cases where it's misinterpreted, you know, of what right. the spirit is doing. So I don't know. It's very tricky because say it was your home, say a family home. You know what I mean? Like in a haunting situation that the house had been built by your family, you're continuing to live there. Or, you know, it had been abandoned, but you've lived there for there would be no reference for time necessarily, but you had been there this whole time and the individual moves in, but you're on a parallel universe level in a way, but you can see that they are there through some type of dream state and your interaction with them, they perceive it. I I wonder, it's just, it's very interesting, but I think the main question was, you know, how much can the individual's, on the spiritual realm, how much can they interact with the living and to what extent, and if given the personal choice, if there is there a personal choice, and if there is, what would one choose? To move on to another realm? To stay with the realm that you're in? Or, or you know, it's very, it's a very interesting question, really. Yeah, and I think um, they can, it's definitely hard, especially in cases where there's not direct um interaction it can definitely be hard to to place a a motive or a reason for these things again like with loved ones like if they appear and if if you wake let's say you wake up and you see one of your your deceased deceased relatives and they're in the room but they're not necessarily looking at you but they're just sitting in a chair nearby or and like that they may be there protect to protect you or yeah. to just to just because they wanted to see you again, and yes. but they're also not going to invade your privacy. But then just the idea that there's someone else in your room that you hadn't planned on being there, it, it is it is very tricky. That's I, I always say it's it's okay to be frightened when these strange things happen. Of course, but frightening does not necessarily have to mean that it's evil or out out to get anyone. But it's hard in that moment, and I completely understand that. It's hard in that moment when you see something sitting or standing by your bed to instantly go, oh, that's not good. What are they doing here? Yes, you and know? I've had, I mean, so, I mean, I've had experiences with, um, for example, sleeping in my bed and woke up to, well, I actually just woke up. Because, you know, I was uncomfortable and disturbed, so I woke up, and it was because there was 
I looked, I opened my eyes, and I could see the shadow, like, sitting on the end of my bed, like, where my legs were. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel anything. I felt like a... I, di- I didn't feel anything. I just saw it there, and it was on the edge of my bed, on, my, on where, where my legs were, basically. So it was basically, like, sitting on the edge of the bed, near my legs or on my legs. And it looked so solid and real that when I sat up and it began to like turn to look at me. And when it did, I like turned my head away and then it dis- it disappeared pretty much. And then on another occasion, and that was not a dream. It was like physically there. I mean, right. yeah. And then on another occasion where I was trying to go to sleep, just laying down to go to, to go to sleep and not, couldn't fall asleep and I felt this is so difficult to say because you know a lot of times people think what's well, a phantom sensation perhaps but I I could tell you, you know because you could tell a phantom sensation because it continues on and what I felt was someone touching my cheek like touching mm. brushing my cheek mm-hmm. and it wasn't just in that in that same house i felt somebody touching my cheek and i also felt somebody touching my foot and it was a very distinctive feeling you know and mm. i i i don't know and i i wasn't i was startled fairly startled because you know you yeah. don't know what it is but it was pretty obvious and, and there have been i've had and like anyone who's interested in these topics, they've had several experiences, that's what draws them to this conversation to begin with. But, as far as considering family members, or the, like for example, I they must have been someone either invasive, or incredibly dear, that they would mm-hmm. do such a thing. Yes, because, that's the problem. That's yes, hard to tell. Yes, it would be, because I would never do that. Um touch anybody's foot or touch their face or anything like that unless they were incredibly dear to me and I didn't mind so much this startled them even though I might be more conscientious of that I would think you would be conscientious of it or is it some type of invasive spirit kind of taking liberty in a way or something because I do think that spirits have a lot of influence and effect especially once they can get into the psyche of the individual and begin to affect the psyche of the individual through showing um i guess through affecting the realm of perception for the individual Mm -hmm. they seem to be operating on a different level than just the physical realm but i don't think it's mental i think that they because they obviously can move things and things like that if we're being honest right and i wonder too with that the case with you know like in similar cases where people um see a relative and they're and and they're touching them i wonder if maybe in some cases that relative doesn't even realize that they're having an effect on the person it's possible at the time that could be why because yeah you would be usually you would be more considerate and and not want to frighten anyone yes but But i you, you know i i was pretty much trying to go to sleep so in that case they right. may have thought i was asleep i mean it's possible right that's you yeah yeah and um you know it reminds me of like um okay in game of thrones sorry <laughs> but in game that's of okay. thrones when 
uh, Bran, in the Game of Thrones, there's a character named Bran, and they can, um, they can go into other, they, they can go into any time or place in, the, in their world, basically. They're like time travelers, basically. And he can go through, like, warging, which is where they, like, are able to go into another time frame, say, like, 50 years ago. And they can see a particular moment of an event that's occurring. And they're there, and the event is actually happening. And those in that paradigm, in that, in that time period they've gone into, can't perceive them, usually. But on some occasions, some individuals can. Like in the case of this, the Night King in the Game of Thrones can, can see Bran, the, you know, the mm. three-eyed raven, so to speak. He can see him in the, the scape, in the work scape, where he thinks he's unseen. So if you think about the spirit realm in the case, in the idea of this instance, where the spirit of the individual is traveling to where that individual is to visit them, for example, and they don't think, no one else usually sees them. Kind of like think about the movie Ghost with uh, Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg, like the classic movie. Most people can't see them, but then in some cases they can either see them, hear them, feel them, sense them, or all of those. And they may not usually have that experience. The spirit may not usually have that experience, but sometimes they do. And that's where you have the instance of extreme haunting, where an individual becomes haunted because many different stranger spirits realize the individual can sense them and they begin to follow them. Yeah, they're a beacon. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, it also depends, because I'm sure it takes time to figure out what you can and can't do. And then it can also depend on your personality, too, in terms of whether you want to or not to try to affect the the people in the living world. And so there's a whole range of, of variables there as to why they can do what they can do or why they can't. And, uh, and just for anyone that's listening, we're not even necessarily talking about the other kinds of things like residual hauntings necessarily, or, you know, things that aren't conscious, um, non-physical versions of people. Um, basically people that have passed on, but are still existing as some kind of a energy field kind of thing, I guess. Um, but then again, they, you know, those, they can manipulate objects and make them move sometimes. Um, it, it really is. It, it's, it's amazing what, what can be done. But I, I think that it must take time and, and focus on that because otherwise I think there'd be a lot more activity all around the world all the time. And, and then again, it must be depend on the person's views on whether or not they'd even think that's okay to do. Right. I think a lot of times, too, about what you're talking about, that it may not, it, in some cases, you may have a particularly um, powerful spirit that can affect the physical reality that the living, as, as we say, is the living. That, see, it's very difficult. To, I think they're all in the same space, but a very particular type of spirit who has passed and has been able to conjure the ability to move items to interact 
in this realm to affect the material realm. Not, I mean, on a very, um, and be witnessed at the same time, be witnessed by the living, in quotes. But that's a unique type of spirit. On the other hand, I think that a living person who is able to perceive the supposed uh, spirit that is beyond, gone beyond the flame, gone into the other realm, that that is a unique experience as well. So you have two different extremes, and you have many people in the, there are many different spirits and people, they're both the same thing, but not, you know, that are able to perceive a different, uh, a different um, scale, so to speak, to one extreme or the other of perception. So what I'm trying to say is, I think that in the realm of, I'm, not, I'm trying to be careful with terms, I'm gonna just start being a little blunt. So we think of ourselves as living and we think of them as deceased. So in the case of the deceased, there are some deceased, and I'm talking about humans especially, not, not uh, some type of beings like genie or demons or, or anything, or elemental, I'm talking about human spirit, you know, the human spirit is not alive anymore as we think of it, that there might be different spectrums of the strength of those, some of them, and right. they are able to affect reality. But then in the case of the spirit realm, the deceased spirits, that some, you know, or I'm sorry, that the living, that some of them are able to perceive from one extreme to the other more than um, or different variants of the spirit realm sorry <laughs> i'm trying to be careful because i don't want to say anything offensive about uh, the 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 deceased <laughs> but right yeah yeah no and um yeah i i think it is I, I think i think we're okay though as long as we we're respectful and you know and and, and it's just it's hard there are labels to different have have different um words have different uh, meanings to different people so it is um it can be tricky but yeah i think it's just a there's a whole spectrum of of sensitivities and abilities for for people that are in the more physical realm and then people that are in the other the other side of that the more energetic or metaphysical realm and and then you have places that just have more or less energy too, and that's a whole other wrinkle to the whole thing of maybe how they can interact. I wonder I if that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if that's why some places, the in in some cases where en entities seem or people seem like they're more powerful, uh, spirits or whatever, they, they seem like they're more powerful. Maybe they're not extremely powerful, but they just know that's a high energy location. Yes. And so they just stay there a lot. And and if it's a home, and if it's home of someone that they love, well, then they're just going to stay, be there a lot because they know for whatever reason, whether it's the 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 geological makeup of the land, um, whether it's water going through the area, there's just more energy in areas, and then. So they stay there, and they're more um, apparent because of that that higher energy level. Yeah, and it's possible too that it depends on what they are 
responding to, the type of energy that soul is attuned to. So, for example, um, well, you know, say an area where there has been a great deal of maybe a war, like a battlefield. And, of course, you may have some of the spirits who are staying with that battlefield because they want to continue the battle. They may be frozen in that, in that spot. But it could draw other types of spirits, too, and they're going to live off that, and not live off of it, but they are just kind of like, oh, you know, you like pizza, so you tend to eat that often. I think that there's something to do about the land itself, that it has a memory to it and a residual energy to it, and that spirits are attuned to that the same way. Instead of, like, you watch this type of movie or you read this sort of book, or you like these types of smells, or this sort of music. They have a different sensory realm where they are picking up on the frequencies of where that thing that they were tuned to in life, where it is playing out in the physical realm on a different spectrum of vibration, and they are drawn to that sort of thing. So you may have a case where a home is putting out a particular type of energy that they were tuned to in life, it doesn't look like, it may look different than what they had in life, but it feels the same. And so they stay there and they brood there because that's what they are thriving with at that time until they move on to something else. Nothing is static, so they won't stay there forever, but it may appear that way to the living. A place, a person could haunt a place for decades. You know, yeah, I, w- I wonder too if that um, if that can give the appearance of or even generate the idea of a vortex or a portal. Yes, of course if, it would. Yeah, and there's the idea too that you could accidentally create a portal. You know, in instances where people like I'm not opposed to people trying to connect. Or communicate with their deceased loved their deceased loved ones. Right. But there are instances where you wake up people that were somehow connected to that energy. And mm-hmm. by the energy, I mean like the that specific location. They are connected to it, and they're sleeping in that energy there or a part of their soul is sleeping, residing there, resting there, and somehow, and they've deceased. So it's like a spider's web. So they flick it, wake it up, and the spirit may be, say, example, in Baltimore, but say their childhood home in, say, Massachusetts or something, someone has flicked the spider web on a particular event that happened there. And if they are deceased, they may travel right along that web, right back to that spot, and be awakened if they've heard the calling of something, like a disturbed, like a, a, say, a sleeping child who's disturbed by someone to wake up, and then they do wake up. And of course, they're fussy. And if you think about this in the spirit realm, they're oftentimes confused about why they've been why something has been done that has summoned them. And it's interesting because these rituals, a lot of them, they're designed to do just that. But if you just do them in any random spot, it can disturb 
those who you weren't trying to get in contact with and it can become problematic because now you have to kind of sing them back to sleep and you usually most don't know how to do that and then spirit wanders around not even knowing where they're at you know yeah yeah and just the whole concept of uh trying to contact people that are beings that you can't easily see that aren't quite in the same area if you're not i mean i think there can be accidents and 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 then if you're not careful that can maybe amplify the chances of of other other contact that you didn't intend to make and uh yeah and that's that's why i always say i i'm not against the different kinds of tools that people use for communication yeah Yeah, and i Uh, think yeah I'm just a, I'm just um, like to make sure people know that these tools they they can any tool can be used for good or for bad or just used and then I just, there can yeah, be I think consequences. If, to, if someone's trying to contact someone, um, that's going to be fairly easy, right? You know, if if you're wanting to reach out to a loved one, that's going to be fairly easy. If you're asking them to do tricks or to do this and that, that won't be as easy. Right. I don't yeah. think. And I think that other things may fill that boot in a way. To, you know, for the attention of it, probably those strongest and nearest by. Because I don't think why right. anyone would, you know, you know what I mean? But I think that um, when you're trying to contact a loved one, a lot of times a loved one is with you so mm-hmm. that feeling initially i think and i think we just feel so separated because we don't believe that what we're seeing in our mind or what we're thinking about that loved one is real because we've decided that only this is real and in many regards that's true but in the instance of when someone has left the material realm and the only place to communicate with them is in the dream state or the imagination in quotes, where you can see them vividly, smell them, hear them. That is where they are. And then if you want them to manifest in the physical realm, that may be asking a bit much unless they actually are able to do it. And in that case, I think you're asking them to live again in a way that may be difficult. And in some instances, it's a natural thing for them to do. And they are choosing to live in the physical realm. But some spirits won't do that. And they don't, I think, and they don't want to be in the physical realm anymore. And they don't want to participate in the day. They may get bored with that. And they may be doing something quite different. You know, I would imagine. Yep. Yeah. I um, yeah. I I feel like I because I've had experiences. I've had contact with my, especially my grandma, after she passed. Um, I've had a couple of dreams with her in them. Um, one one almost right after she passed, and then one couple of years, few years later, and uh, and I know it was her. And um, but and I've heard stories from other family members about how. They've they've felt our, my grandparents near them at times. 
So I know I I do believe they can visit. Yeah. But yeah, it's um I think I think them, also they literally. can like yeah. um I had a friend who passed away. Very actually a very interesting story. I'll just run it by real quick. Yeah. Um a very good friend that I had and then actually well, I won't go into any great detail. Anyway, they passed away. I did not know. And I woke up one morning and I was thinking about them and I felt kind of weird about it. And it's going to sound really creepy, but I literally looked up their name and I saw their obituary and that they had passed literally like a couple of days before. And I called the funeral home because they didn't have any next to Kim. And I called the funeral home and I talked to them to see that it was, and it was my friend who had passed away. Then I ended up having to, um, the only other person had called in was another person that I kind of knew loosely. And I talked to them for a little bit because we were trying to figure out what to do about, uh, what, what to do with them. And I think that they should have had a funeral and, um, you know, th this sort of thing. And then we did manage to find an ex to Ken, an elderly uh, aunt, and did manage to get a, that the funeral direct the funeral home did manage to get a hold of them through our conversations with them about it. But I did somehow right. know that they had passed away, even though I had not been told by anyone. And that was in with a within a two a, a, like a forty eight hour window. So somehow that was a communication that happened there. In addition to that, not recently, but off and on over the last, since then, and this was about um, two years ago, I will still smell the tobacco, the pipe tobacco smell, because they smoked mm. a pipe. It was an older person. They smoked right. a pipe, and it will be around times if I should play music that they liked or be talking about them like right there they will are quick to come to it and if you think about um any individual that you're if you have a loved one and you're not trying to disturb them simply playing music that they like or f cooking food that they cooked or thinking of things like that it will bring them around to you Hmm. Yeah. I, um, I believe it. I, I, uh, you know, even after, because my, uh, older sister and her husband, um, bought my grandparents' house after they, they, they had passed. And, um, I used to, for a little while when they were still there, they had to sell the house eventually too. But when I was there, I would go over there once in a while to stay with the kids at night while my sister who was in a band would go out and play. Be, be in the band and um there were times i could sense someone and it felt like it was familiar so it was like it was either my grandma and or my grandpa yeah. just moving through the house making sure everything was all set everything was okay like keeping an eye on the place it definitely has to do with yeah the, the, the with some kind of connection in some way for example i mean even if you just begin talking about and then say singing the songs of and remembering the jokes of or the recipes of or the smell of it just it it brings it close to you and 
it's almost unfair to dwell on it too much. But it does seem like they are like, oh, you, they're some, they are brought about by it. But when you think about the way that that can be misused in some way, although a lot of the old ways, I think that in many of the old ways, it does seem that one of the original forms of belief was to not, I won't say worship, but to show a great deal of reverence for those individuals that had gone before and they would give such a reverence that it provided protection in a way in the world right against other things and and then too that it would provide guidance and kindness uh, from them by that adherence to remembering them in some way you know. Yeah, yeah. I um, one of the things I do think they can affect things in in the the physical world. I had a excuse me. So I my with my first nonfiction paranormal book that I put out, there was a couple of um, kind of just problems, the um, delays with the um, ordering of the actual books for this book signing I was going to do. And I hadn't gotten them yet. And by the time we actually got everything all set up and friends, some friends and I to order them, it wasn't the, the estimated estimated delivery date was like past when the signing was supposed to be. Uh, as, as far as when I was going to get the books. And it was the oddest thing. This one day when I was worrying about all of this, um, it, uh, I was sitting there thinking about that, and uh, I got this feeling like a hug, like my grandma hugged me. And it was um, right at, not long after that, those books came days early. Yeah. So I, I don't know how it happened, but I think she affected it. I think that so, they can very well affect things. I mean, I, um, yeah. I think that they can reach out and... Uh, Whisper, I would think it's something like whispering, or they may even communicate with other ancestors of other individuals, if that can be believed, that it's possible that um, some individual, like, uh, like say your grandmother speaks to the grandmother of another person, and then that grandmother communicates to that, and there may be a big um, world, an unseen world occurring, where the spirits are communicating to other spirits and they are helping things to align in such a way. They may play a much bigger part than we're giving them credit for. True. Well, this has been a great conversation. Thank you for being here with me. And uh, we'll, um, we'll be putting this out on my channel and your channel because I really appreciate you helping with this. So uh, thank you and I'll let you go and you can have a great night. Oh, it's been awesome. <laughs> I, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, James, for having me. No problem. Thank you. No problem. Take care. Have a great night. And you as well. So, um, that is going to be the end of the show for tonight. Thank you all for bearing with me here as I tried out this new uh, format, this new method of uh, recording. Same, The same recording software, but just different channels within Discord 
and uh, trying all these things out. Um, as I didn't say in the beginning of the show, so I'll just say it now again real quick. Um, for all the episodes of the show, along with links to social media and ways to contact me, um, you can visit the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. Also, again, uh, I want to uh, thank uh, Jen for being on here with me. She has her own channel on YouTube, and I will be sharing the link to that in the episode description. And then uh, we will be working together to uh, get this recording out on her channel as well. So um, thank you all, and I will talk to you tomorrow on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone. Have a great night.